Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather, and I usually give you news and views from a West Texan's biblical point of view. Uh, one, of course, that you're not going to find in your mainstream media, but not tonight. Um, you guys may or may not know I am reading through um, reading through the Chronological Bible. It's the one-year Chronological Bible, large print, of course. If you guys know me, you know I'm blind as a bat. Uh, yes, I use Braille on uh, on the uh, monitors here. No, um, it's the NLT version. Um, and so I thought maybe I'll just bring you guys along with me on my daily reading today. It is January the 7th, and uh, I'll kind of tell you where we're at. Um, we are Hagar and Ishmael, if you guys remember that, after um, Isaac. Uh, was born and um, all that good stuff. So we're in Genesis 21 and we're going to read verses 8 through uh, 21. And for you history buffs, this is 2062 or 1896 BC. And so this is where we're at right now in history. And we're going to go on through uh, Genesis, uh, see, 22. Let me see where it ends here. Make sure you guys get all the verses. Um, and I really like this chronological Bible. Um, it's a totally different take. If you haven't uh, read one, you can grab this guy. I think I got this guy before uh, before Black Friday, or maybe it was around Black Friday. It was on Amazon, and you guys, I think I paid like maybe fourteen dollars for it. So it was a really, really good deal. It was a blessing from the Lord, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and. You hear my cat purring. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a little lapel mic, and so instead of me in the studio uh, with the big mic and all this stuff, I'm sitting in the comfort of my own bedroom and uh, with my little kitty cat and dogs. So we're gonna read from here, guys. Okay. So Hagar and Ishmael sent away. This is Genesis 21 verses 8 through uh, 21. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant, Hagar, making fun of her son, Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, get rid of that slave woman and her son. He is not going to share the inheritance with my son, Isaac. I won't have it. This upset Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son. But God told Abraham, do not be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you. For Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. But I will also make a nation of descendants of Hagar's son because he is your son too. So Abraham got up early the next morning, prepared food in a container of water and strapped them on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with her son and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said as she burst into tears. But God heard the boy crying, and the angel of the Lord called to Hagar from heaven, Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. Then God opened Hagar's eyes, and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful, skillful archer, and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. A treaty with Abimelech, Abimelech 
I can't talk tonight, guys. Sorry. So about this time, Abimelech came with Pekal, his army commander, to visit Abraham. God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do, Abimelech said. Swear to me in God's name that you will never deceive me, my children, or any of my descendants. I have been loyal to you, so now swear that you will be loyal to me into this country where you were living as a foreigner. Abraham replied, Yes, I swear to it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well that Abimelech's servants had taken by force from Abraham's servants. This is the first I've heard of it, Abimelech answered. I have no idea who is responsible. You have never complained about this before. Abraham then gave some of his, some of his sheep, goats, and cattle to Abimelech, and they made a treaty. But Abraham also took seven additional female lambs and set them off by themselves. Abimelech asked, Why have you set these seven apart from the others? Abraham replied, Please accept these seven lambs to show your agreement that I dug this well. Then he named the place Beersheba, which means well of the oath, because that was where they had sworn the oath. After making their covenant at Beersheba, Abimelech left with Pekal, the commander of his army, and they returned home to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, and there he worshipped the Lord, the eternal God. And Abraham lived as a foreigner in Philistine country for a long time. Abraham's obedience tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship there and then we will come right back. I like how he says we will come right back. Anyway, he goes on to say this is uh, verse 6. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire in the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham said, and they, walk, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a, as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. 
This is, the, this is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. Then they returned or then they returned to the servants and traveled back to Beersheba, where Abraham continued to live. Soon after this, Abraham heard that Milcah, his brother Nahor's wife, had borne Nahor eight sons. The oldest was named Uz. The next oldest was Buzz, followed by Kimuel, the ancestor of the Arameans. He said Hazel, Pildash, Jidlap, and Bethuel. Bethuel became the father of Abekah. In addition to those eight, these eight sons from Milcah, Nahor had four other children from his concubine, Reuma. Their names were Teba, Gaham, Tehash, and Maacah, the burial of Sarah. This is Genesis 23, verses 1 through 20. When Sarah was 127 years old, she died at Kiriath Arba, now called Hebron, in the land of Canaan. There Abraham mourned and wept for her. Then leaving her body, he said to the Hittite elders, Here I am, a stranger and a foreigner among you. Please sell me a piece of land so I can give my wife a proper burial. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Listen, my lord, you are an honored prince among us. Choose the finest of our tombs and bury her there. No one here will refuse to help you in this way. Then Abraham bowed low before the Hittites and said, Since you are willing to help me in this way, be so kind as to ask Ephron, son of Zohar, to let me buy his cave at uh, Mechpelah, down at the end of his of his field. I will pay the full price in the presence of the of witnesses, so I will have a permanent burial place for my family. Ephron was sitting there among the the others, and he answered Abraham and said, or, "I'm sorry." He answered Abraham as the others listened, speaking publicly before all the Hittite elders of the town. "No, my lord," he said to Abraham. Please listen to me. I will give you the field and the cave. Here in the presence of my people, I give it to you. Go and bury your dead. Abraham again bowed low before the citizens of the land. And he replied to Ephron as everyone listened. No, listen to me. I will buy it from you. Let me pay the full price for the field so I can bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, My Lord, please listen to me. The land is worth 400 pieces of silver. But what is that between friends? Go ahead and bury your dead. So Abraham agreed to Ephron's price and paid the amount he had suggested, 400 pieces of silver, weighed according to the market standard. The Hittite elders witnessed the transaction. So Abraham bought, bought the plot of land belonging to Ephron at Machpelah near Mamre. This included the field itself, the cave that was in it, and all the surrounding trees. It was transferred to Abraham as his permanent possession in the presence of the Hittite elders at the city gate. Then Abraham buried his wife Sarah there in Canaan in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre, also called Hebron. So the field and the cave were transferred from the Hittites to Abraham for use as a permanent burial place. So the death of Terah. This is Genesis uh, chapter 11, verses 32, and this happened about 2031 or 1865 B.C. Terah lived for 205 years and died while still in Haram. Isaac marries Rebekah. So Genesis 24, verses uh, 1 through 67, and this is 2026 or 1860 B.C. So Abraham was now, was now a very old man, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. 
One day Abraham said to his oldest servant, the man in charge of his household, Take an oath by putting your hand under my thigh. Swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. Go instead to my homeland, to my relatives, and find a wife there for my son Isaac. The servant asked, But what if I can't find a young woman who is willing to travel so far from home? Should I then take Isaac there to live among your relatives in the land you came from? No, Abraham responded. Be careful never to take my son there. For the Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house in my native land, solemnly promised to give this land to my descendants. He will send his angel ahead of you, and he will see to it that you find a wife there for my son. If she is unwilling to come back with you, then you are free from this oath of mine. But under no circumstances are you to take my son there. So the servant took an oath by putting his hand under the thigh of his master. Abraham. He swore to follow Abraham's instructions. Then he loaded ten of Abraham's camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from his master, and he traveled to distant Aram Naharam. There he went to the town where Abraham's brother Nahor had settled. He made the camel it, they, he made the, the camels kneel beside the well just outside of town. It was evening and the women were coming to draw water draw water. Sorry about that. O oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, he prayed, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master Abraham. See, I am standing here beside the spring, and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. I will ask one of them, please give me a drink from your jug. If she says, yes, have a drink, and I will water your camels too, let her be the one you have selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. Before he had finished, praying he saw a young woman named Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulder she was the daughter of Bethuel who was the son of Abraham's brother Nahor and his wife Milcah Rebecca was very beautiful and old enough to be married but she was still a virgin she went down to the spring filled her jug and came up again running over to her the servant said please give me a, a little drink of water from your jug yes my lord she answered have a drink and she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink when she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have had enough to drink. Then, um, So she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all his camels. The servant watched her in silence, wondering whether or not the Lord had given him success in his mission. Then at last, when the camels had finished drinking, he took out a gold ring for her nose and two large gold bracelets for her wrist. Whose daughter are you? he asked. And please tell me, would your father have any room to put us up for the night? I am the daughter of Bethuel, she replied. My grandparents are Nahor and Milcah. Yes, we have plenty of straw and feed for the camels, and we have room for guests. The man bowed low and worshipped the Lord. Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, he said. The Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master, for he has led me straight to my master's relatives. The young woman ran home to tell her family everything that had happened. Now, Rebecca had a brother named Laban who ran out to meet the man at the spring. He had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrist and had heard Rebecca tell what the man had said. So he rushed out to the spring where the man was still standing beside his camels. Laban said to him, Come and stay with us, you uh, who are blessed by the Lord. Why are you standing here outside the town when I have room already for you and a place prepared for the camels? So the man went home with Laban, and Laban unloaded the camels, gave him straw for their bedding, fed them, and provided water 
for the man and the camels I and the camel drivers to wash their feet. Then food was served, but Abraham's servant said, I don't want to eat until I have told you why I have come. All right, Laban said, tell us. I am Abraham's servant, he explained, and the Lord has greatly blessed my master. He has become a wealthy man. The Lord has given him flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, a fortune in silver and gold, and, men, and many male and female servants and camels and donkeys. When Sarah, my master's wife, was very old, she gave birth to my master's son, and my master has given him everything he owns. And my master's made me take an oath. He said, Do not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. Go instead to my father's house, to my relatives, and find a wife for my son. But I said to my master, What if I can't find a young woman who is willing to go back with me? He responded, The Lord, in whose presence I have lived, will send his angel with you. It will make your mission successful. Yes, you must find a wife for my son from among my relatives, from my family's from my father's family. Then you will have fulfilled your obligation. But if you go to my relatives and they refuse to let her go with you, you will be free from my oath. So today when I came to the spring, I prayed this prayer. Oh, Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success on this mission. See, I am standing here beside the spring. This, this is my request. When a young woman comes to draw water, I will ask her, please give me a little drink of water for your, from your jug. If she says yes, have a drink and I will draw water for your camels too. Let her be the one you have selected to be the wife of my master's son. Before I had finished praying in my, praying in my heart, I saw Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. So um, she went down, I'm sorry, <laughs> water jug on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water. So I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and said, yes, have a drink and I will water your camels too. So I drank and then she watered the camels. Then I asked, whose daughter are you? And she replied, I am the daughter of Bethuel and my grandparents are Nahor and Milcah. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrist. Then I bowed low and worshiped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, because he had led me straight to my master's niece, to be his son's wife. So tell me, will you or won't you show unfailing love and faithfulness to my master? Please tell me yes or no, and then I'll know what to do next. Then Laban and Bethuel, then Laban and Bethuel replied, The Lord has obviously brought you here, so there is nothing we can say. Here is Rebecca, take her and go. Yes, let her be the wife of your master's son, and the Lord has as the Lord has directed. When Abraham's servant heard the, their answer, he bowed low, or he bowed down to the ground and worshipped the Lord. Then he brought out silver and gold and silver and gold jewelry and clothing and presented them to Rebekah. He also gave expensive presents to her brother and mother. Then they ate their meal, and the servant and the men with him stayed there overnight. But early the next morning, Abraham's servant said, "Send me back to my master." But we want Rebecca to stay with us at least 10 days. Her brother and mother said, then she can go. But he said, don't delay. The Lord has made my mission successful. Now send me back so I can return to my master. Well, they said, we'll call Rebecca and ask her what she thinks. So they called Rebecca. Are you willing to go with this man? They asked her. And she replied, yes, I will go. So they said goodbye to Rebecca and sent her sent her away with Abraham's servant and his men. The woman who had been Rebekah's childhood nurse went along with her. They gave her this blessing as she parted. Our sister, may you become the mother of many millions. May your descendants be strong and conquer the cities of their enemies. Then Rebekah and her servant girls 
mounted the camels, and followed the men. So Abraham's servant took Rebekah and went on his way. Meanwhile, Isaac, whose home was in the Negev, had returned from Bir Laharoi. One evening, as he was walking and meditating in the fields, he looked up and saw the camels coming. When Rebekah looked up and saw Isaac, she quickly dismounted from her camel. Who is that man walking through the fields to meet us? She asked the servant. And he replied, It is my master. So Rebekah covered her face with her veil. Then the servant told Isaac everything he had done. And Isaac brought Rebekah into his mother Sarah's tent, and she became his wife. He loved her deeply, and she was a special comfort to him after the death of his mother. So, folks, that is January the 7th uh, on the Chronological Bible. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, on a quick note, I wanted to let you guys know um, there is a church here in Amarillo, Texas. It's called Hillside Christian Church. And I used to attend there years and years ago, but it was Paramount Terrace Christian Church at that time. And then they moved. And so it's a, it's a large congregation. Um, pastor Tommy Polis was my pastor for a very long time. And um, he is a wonderful, wonderful pastor. And they are doing a series now. They started this Sunday on mental health, folks. I'm going to let you know you need to watch that series. It is a um, powerful, powerful message. Today was the first day of, uh, I think it's going to, I want to say 10-part series, but I could be wrong. It's going to be uh, many other many other series coming on. Um, if you want to, I'm actually going to, I'm going to try to put the video from uh, their YouTube onto uh onto my website so you guys can go and check it out there since i'm doing the upload on this podcast i'm not doing it on the software i won't be able to put it in the uh, the comments but what i might be able to do is get the link and then put it actually as a comment instead of in the in the description um but it's a very powerful powerful message and um it's a timely message it needs to be heard and heard it needs to be heard and uh, people need to know that they're not alone. Um, and he actually talks about the health, wealth, and prosperity false gospel in there too, which I love. Um, I tell you what, when I left the health, wealth, prosperity gospel church, I actually ended up going back to Hillside. And um, the first message that I heard him preach that Sunday when I went uh, was, um, uh, it was uh, about carrying like your rocks and your burdens and, you know, stuff like that and cancer you know, uh, it's not God's will to always heal. And, uh, you know, coming from the health, wealth, prosperity church, they're always saying, well, you just don't have enough faith. And that was the first sermon he preached on that, you know, and people dying with cancer. And so anyway, uh, I, I love pastor pellets and, um, um, and Jonathan mass pastor mass as well. Um, I didn't go there when Jonathan, um, was preaching, uh, when Pastor Polis decided to leave uh, and started, they have other church, satellite churches everywhere. And so, um, anyway, long story short, um, it's a wonderful message. Please go in and listen to it. Um, hopefully on Wednesday, I'll have um, my pastor uh, study on, on the book of Revelation up. Uh, I'll be doing that. And hopefully, you know, the church will get some software uh, I think we're just looking for an iPad there at the church so they can stream the services back on Facebook. But anyway, with that, guys, uh, I, I'm going to get off of here and uh, uh, get in the Word of God and uh, let the Word of God get into you. And um, as always, Maranatha, Lord Jesus. It could be today, folks. It could be today. 
I, I hope it's today that the Lord comes and takes us home. But um, thanks so much for listening. Um, may God bless each and every one of y'all. Sorry I had to struggle through the reading. I, I don't have my reading glasses. I lost them. And so, um, and y'all know I'm blind as a bat. So uh, I tried to do the best I could. Um, anyway, all right. Well, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. And um, I'm praying for for each of y'all. Thank you.